worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. In December of 1944, Corey Timboom found herself in Ravensbrook Women's Prison. It was really a concentration camp. Only about 10% of the women who entered that camp left alive. Corey was sent there with her sister Betsy because her family had hidden Jews from the Nazi roundups in Holland. And, um, in fact, her whole family was part of the Dutch resistance trying to save lives and minister the gospel. Her father had already died, and she had just lost her sister a couple of weeks before. You know, you don't need Facebook or social media or the news to feel like you don't have information. Imagine yourself in a concentration camp where all the rumors are spinning around. For example, have the Allies arrived? They heard a rumor. They heard something about a D-Day, but is it true or is it just fake news? There were rumors about an assassination attempt on Hitler. Was he alive? Was he dead? Is he pretending to be dead and he's really alive and he's going to come and seek retribution? You don't know. A lot of rumors, a lot of speculation, a lot of wondering. There was a, an opportunity for some of the prisoners to go on a work detail outside of the camp. Sounded good. Extra rations, better conditions. But there were rumors. If you volunteer, they're really just taking you to the gas chamber. It's a lie. What's the truth? What's a lie? What's fake? What's real? How many of you feel like you're locked in a prison camp with information that you don't know what to believe half the time? But God knows. He knows what's going on. None of this is surprising him. It's in his hands. So on that December day, 1944, the women of Ravensbrook were standing out during the, what do they call it, the roll call. Sometimes hours in the cold, waiting to be counted. If anyone was missing, they would look for that person sometimes for hours before they would release people into their detail. And suddenly two names were called. Corey stood there and she heard a name of someone she didn't recognize. Her name was called and she was directed to an area to the side away from the other women. Then Corey heard her own name called. And she stood up. Well, she was already standing. She marched. Stood next to that woman. Now, usually when they called your name, it wasn't good news because those gas chambers were real. And they were liquidating the camp more and more every day. The numbers were going down. Corey didn't know what her fate was. And as those women stood there, as the minutes and hours ticked by. I'll tell you one thing Corey wasn't talking about. 
She wasn't talking about the Allied invasion. She wasn't talking about the possible assassination attempt on Hitler. And she wasn't talking about this work detail. She was talking about Jesus Christ to a woman that didn't know him. She sat there hour after hour sharing the love of Jesus and the need for salvation. And she left every bit of that other stuff in God's hands. And at the end of that time, that woman gave her life to the Lord. And Corey was sent to an office and released hours later. And that woman was sent to the gas chambers. And Corey found out weeks later that her life was spared from a clerical error. And then only days later, every other woman of her age was killed. And I will tell you, we live in Satan's prison. We're not of that prison. We're ambassadors of Christ. We have a holy city. We're citizens of heaven. But we're here right now with the truth, the testimony, and a mission and our mission is to save the lost and speak the truth and trust yes. that God knows what's going on. Yes. God knows what's going on. Yes, he does. And we may disagree in our speculation about what's going on. That's fine. And we can love each other regardless. But I want to spend my time and my breath exalting the one that saved me and desires to save others. And the night before he was betrayed, he commanded us, he asked us to do something to remember him. And I believe when we do this, we remember our purpose. We remember who's with us. We remember who holds all the tomorrows in his hands, and we can rest. So I ask that now as we prepare our hearts to take communion, each of us should have a packet here that has both the bread and the cup. And that as we take this, that we remember that God holds the answers. That's his job. Our job is to glorify him, to trust in him, and to rest in him, Amen. and to proclaim his message. Because time could be very, very short, just like those few minutes she had. We may be in the last hour. For some people, it is the last hour, no matter how long Jesus tarries. So as we take this bread and cup, and we remember the real presence of our Savior in our lives who will never leave us and never forsake us. Let's remember our purpose as ambassadors, as light and as salt in this world. Let's go ahead and partake of the cup and the, and the bread. Thank you, Jesus. In your marvelous word, that I would just be yours. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. At this time, we also want to pray for our offering. Thank you, there are many ways that we can give. We can give online. We can give through apps. We can give through text. And we can write a check and place it in that container there as we leave. But, Father, we just pray that every bit of resource that you give us, every blessing, every bit of our treasure that we give back to you is going into your mission. There are people that need you, Lord, and we want to be part of that, whether it's through our financial giving, through giving our time as volunteers. In whatever capacity you call us, Father, we will be obedient to walk with you in a dark world. So bless our offering, bless this body, bless our community, and empower us and direct us to be your hands and feet in this world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.